Welcome to the Youth Pastor Tips Podcast, a podcast about helping youth workers win. So whether you are the youth pastor, an amazing volunteer, or even a dedicated small group leader, this podcast is for you. Each week, you'll hear the best tips when it comes to youth ministry. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode. And here's your host, Anthony Vargas. Welcome back to yet another episode of Youth Pastor Tips. And I am pumped for our conversation today on the topic of discipleship within the context of student ministry. Whether you agree with this or not, discipleship is the most important part of our ministry with students. Being able to reproduce our faith in the lives of teenagers has the ability to impact so many people. And if we remember correctly, this was a given command from Jesus. So those of us who aren't making the time to disciple the teenagers in our flock, let's reconsider that moving forward, knowing that we're called to make disciples. And these seven tips I have for you today uh, in this episode are tips that I have lived out when it comes to my own discipleship groups. So if you have a chance, be sure to take note of one or two of these. Hopefully you can take something from today's show and apply it to your own ministry. Tip number one is this. Communicate with the parents. This is the first and foremost with any teenager you are discipling. First off, it's an opportunity for you to connect with a parent with purpose. So that's a win in itself. Secondly, you get to share with them the potential you see in their student. Let them know that you're looking to invest in a few students in your ministry and cast a vision to them of what your discipleship group will look like and the goal and point of it. Go ahead and be prepared to talk about the details of the specific time, the day, the place that it will be taking weekly. Um, Plus, you need to communicate with these parents because they may be the one who's taking uh, them back and forth and dropping them off. When you come off with confidence and you know what the game plan is, you'll start to build a trusted relationship with these parents. And when there is trust, you can begin to challenge and equip them to become the primary discipler that they are. Because that's not you. You're not the primary discipler. They are. Last thing I want to share with you when it comes to this is communicating with your parents uh, the 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 wins in your discipleship group. Let them know what their student is learning. If they're saying things that relate to them owning their faith, um, if you've seen an improvement in them, um, let them know that they're doing a great job. Communicate with them that way. But I'm telling you, communicating with parents is such an important part of discipleship. So tip number two is this. Disciple students in the context of of groups rather than one-on-one. You will more likely see the most growth in this context because when a teenager has a peer moving in the same direction as them, it is encouraging for them to keep going. They learn from each other. They develop a bond with one another that's stronger than any other natural friendship. Um, With groups comes a ton of laughter, fun, organic moments, and genuine, honest transparency. I mean, just think about the master discipler, Jesus himself, how he discipled his followers. He did so in groups, a group of 12, even a group of three, the inner disciples, Peter, James, and John. I mean, group discipleship is so important and allows you not to single out students, but to pick several who have potential and make multiplication happen a lot quicker than you could do one-on-one. 
And plus, in today's world, we need to be with several students, not just one-on-one with a student. It's just safe uh, practice. So disciple your students in groups. Tip number three is set a high expectation and allow students to rise up to it. Don't be afraid to challenge your students in a strong way when you first begin to meet with your group. They're there because they care about their faith. Allow them to understand that you mean business and you have carved out time each week to be with them and you're not wanting to waste time. Challenge them to bring their Bible, to be willing to learn it when they come. Challenge them to be humble and teachable and let them know up front that this group will challenge them to get out of their comfort zone and grow. When you challenge your discipleship group, 10 out of 10 times, typically, they will rise up to the occasion and meet you where you have challenged them. And that's when you'll see the most most growth is when you challenge them. So tip number four, be consistent. Be consistent. Now, I know this is simple, but some of you need to hear this. And here's why this matters is you want the parents and the students to have it in their brains that discipleship is a part of that weekly routine. The moment that you decide to be sporadic, though, and not meet for a couple of weeks uh, is the moment that you probably lost some in your group. And when, But when you are consistently meeting with your group on a weekly basis, you are communicating four words. I believe in you. I truly believe in you. So be consistent in checking in uh, on them, talking to them in the group text. Be consistent with being on time and letting them go when their parents are there to pick them up. Overall, just be there and uh, be consistent in your meetups. Uh, I can't stress this tip enough because this is when you do life together is when you are faithful to your discipleship time. So be consistent. Tip number five, hold them accountable accountable to reading the Bible and memorizing it. So one of the biggest challenges you need to give your group as a leader is to have them read their Bible every day. One of the first questions you need to ask your group when you meet up is how much of the Bible did you read this past week? Let them say it aloud so the group can hear how many days they spent in God's word and then begin to track if they're improving in that or not. And then if they say, you know, I haven't spent much time in God's word. Actually, I've only spent one day in God's word. Help them begin to diagnose what they can do in their week to be better at that. God's word must be priority. And I know this to be true, that they will learn more reading the Bible for themselves, more than you can teach them in the discipleship group. So make them read through a book like John and tell them just a chapter a day and text them mid, you know, midweek asking them how it's going. Also, there's memorization plans out there that they can easily memorize scripture weekly, which will help them hide God's word in their heart to fight against temptation, choosing not to sin. One of the biggest things, I need you guys to hear me, like one of the biggest things a teenager can have flowing through their mind is scripture. They need to memorize the mind of God so that they then may perform the mission of God. The scripture is too important for us not to hold them accountable. So do that each and every week. Ask them about their Bible reading. Tip number six, have a plan and strategy when starting your group. I mean, why wouldn't you have a plan going into every discipleship group? 
Our student ministry that I'm involved in has a six-session discipleship curriculum called Starting Point, in which we go through it in the span of six weeks, learning the basic principles concerning our faith. Um, if you don't have something like that, if you want to see what ours look like, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to share it with you. But this covers all the way from trusting the Bible to knowing their identity with Christ. And then after that, that span of six weeks, uh, we use Foundations by Robbie Gallaty, and we just walk through the Bible, talking about the scripture they read that week, any questions, any truths they learned, and how we can live it out. So know the plan and path you have concerning your discipleship group and concerning what you're going to be teaching them up front. Uh, and I promise you, this will help you in a tremendous way. Number seven, tip number seven, the last one, and this is the best one for last. Equip them to become disciple makers. I mean, this is a whole goal of discipleship. Jesus standing on this mountaintop, this no-name mountain, uh, he says to his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. I mean, he's talking to his disciples. He wanted his disciples to become disciple makers. And that's what you should want from your group. Not just to fill them with head knowledge, but to equip them to go out and reproduce their faith into someone else. Paul says it best in, uh, to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, as he writes, And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men, who will be able to teach others also. See, discipleship must, must not end with your students, you disciple, it actually begins with them as you set out to teach them to be more like Jesus and pass on what you've learned and experienced so they can do the same. Also, make sure that your disciple makers, they know how to articulate and share the gospel. Challenge your group by getting them out of their comfort zone, taking them to go evangelize to strangers at a mall or park. I love doing this with uh, some of my students, and you'd be surprised what God can do in those moments. Personally, I've not only seen, uh, seen complete strangers accept Christ in public, but I've watched a student, I've disciple, begin to own what they say they believe because they're now having to put it in words and share it. And when they move from knowing what they believe to owning what they believe, it begins their journey as a disciple maker. So make sure you are equipping your disciples to make disciples. Okay, that's the tips. Uh, I want to review the tips really quickly we've learned so that you didn't miss anything. Uh, tip number one, communicate with your parents. Remember, this is key in successful discipleship. Uh, number two is disciple students in context of groups rather than one-on-one. -on -one. Who's going to be a part of your next discipleship group you start up? Number three, set a high expectation and allow students to rise up to it. What are you expecting from your discipleship group? Tip number four, be consistent. The needle moves forward little by little when you're consistent with your group. Hold them accountable to reading the Bible and memorizing it. That's tip number five. What book will you go through next? And make sure you begin asking the weekly question, how much did you read God's Word? Tip number six, have a plan and strategy when starting your discipleship group. 
So where are you taking your group of students and what are you making sure they learn? And lastly, tip number seven, equip them to become disciple makers. What are some practical ways you need to make sure your group knows so you'll see multiplication take place? Okay, that wraps up today's discipleship tips. I hope that you found that helpful in some way or another. Keep being faithful and discipling those teenagers, teaching them to observe all that Jesus has commanded them. And I promise you, parents will start to notice a change and become more grateful for your ministry. Every time you allow discipleship to be a priority in your life, you will see fruit. So just be patient. If I can do anything to serve you or help you, please don't hesitate to reach out. And if you haven't already, make sure you claim your free copy of my newest ebook, 30 Tips You Must Know for Youth Ministry. It's found on my website, youthpastortips.com. But lastly, never forget, you're awesome. Thanks for joining us this week on the Youth Pastor Tips Podcast. Make sure to visit our website at youthpastortips.com and also be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply share with another youth pastor about the show, that would help tremendously. Again, thanks for tuning in to the Youth Pastor Tips Podcast and we'll see you next week.